coming up. He is one of the most entertaining and charismatic content creators in the MLB community. And he's fresh off his 12 days of MLB rankings. And it's got everybody talking. And he's about to come get this work. And it starts right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Work. I'm your host, Rompe, and today we have a very special guest. He's given us his MLB rankings from every single position to the top 50 in Major League Baseball. We might get some predictions from him today, but we're definitely going to talk to one of the most charismatic and one of the most entertaining MLB content creators in the community. He doesn't just play MLB the show. He's there when news breaks, and he's here right now. My guest, Giraffe Neck Mark. All right, so Mark, how you doing, man? How you been? How's everything? Hopefully everything is good. I know this year has been crazy. Um, I've been a fan for a while. Uh, 2017, uh, wow. MLB wow. show was, uh, that's where it started for me. Um, yep. it was a group of you guys. It was, uh, it was you, it was Coogs, Shelfie and Atron. And I would literally jump into you guys' stream every single time, learn so much from you guys, even, you know, how to play the game better, you know, a game that I've been playing for like so long, but yeah. like you guys have shown me how to play that game better. But um, I just stuck with watching you guys and all that stuff with that success on MLB The Show. How did all of that come about for you? Yeah, no. So first off, I mean, you know, thanks for supporting me for so long. There's not a lot of people who are from those 2017 days. I mean, that's like me before I think I even had like 10K subscribers, which, you know, those you remember those times. Though. Those are always fun. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like the way I came into the MLB the show community was basically I always, you know, was really involved with baseball in my life through high school, middle school. It was what I did every day after school, what I did every summer. I was obsessed. That was my life. So when I got to college, I didn't really know what to do in terms of baseball because I wasn't playing club baseball because I have like a bad shoulder and right. I wasn't good enough to play for the University of South Carolina. So I figured I had to find a way to stay, you know, in the baseball community somehow. And I was like, okay, there's no scene for, you know, what I do now, which is talk regular baseball on YouTube, but there is a scene somewhat for MLB the show. And it was more so on Twitch. And I was like, I'll just make YouTube videos along with it to hopefully build the Twitch, which is funny, but um, right. Yeah. It was always just a way to get around more baseball fans. And that was like the easiest way to do it at the time, which is by playing MLB the show. And lucky for me, I mean, it, it's where I started. I'll never forget that. Yeah, man, that those those days, you know, when I, I'm pretty sure you guys feel the same about it. But those days really, you know, because at the time, you know, a huge fan of the game and not just of the game MLB, the show, but the game of baseball. I've been playing since I was like two years old. So it's it's life like baseball is life. Like I like football. I like basketball. But baseball is life. And uh, when I stumbled upon you guys playing this game that I love so much, it's just like, boom, you get what I mean? Like yeah. everything, yep. you know, but to say that just MLB, the show was it, 
is is not giving you guys the credit you guys deserve all of you because you guys turn that that passion that love of baseball and you know playing a video game you guys turn that into stuff that is of the wildest of dreams you know you got to interview jabari blash yes i did yeah that whole thing in mlb the show is like it started on mlb the show and it just developed into something that i mean you can only dream of how did that whole jabari blash thing turn into what it did yeah so i mean of course you know about the jabari blash story but i'll just you know give a little cliff notes here for everybody if you don't know it basically jabari blash was not a highly rated player in the game me and Coogs did a video with each other playing common players and we both happened to just pick jabari blash because that's a fantastic name no matter what sport you play whatever it is you see the name jabari blash you're like that's awesome love that name so we picked him and he just like had freak games for both of us. So we're like, okay, this guy's like now, you know, a glitch. And MLB the show, everybody loves their glitchy players. You can go through right. the years. So, you know, took it into the next year. I, you know, I think I took like six months off. Literally, that was like the last video I made for a long time was playing with Cougs. Took like right. six months off, came back the next year. He was in the game again. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just keep using Jabari Blash. Like people <laughs> love it. Every time like anything happens with him, people still tweet me about him. So let's see what happens. He continued to play well for me and he just became, you know, like, I don't want to say like a meme, but he was essentially a meme on the channel and that Jabari Blash is the goat, better than Mike Trout, all this kind of stuff. Right. And then what really made it like everything go crazy was when he got traded out of nowhere to the New York Yankees. So it was like Jabari Blash, who at the time was like, he didn't do anything in major league baseball. He's had a good career in Japan now, but as a major league player, he didn't do much, just wasn't given an opportunity gets traded for whatever reason it was to the team that I hate the most in the New York Yankees. <laughs> right. So I'm like, wow, I got to make a video on this. Like I think a couple weeks earlier I made the Stanton one and that blew up. So I was like, let's try this again. Let's make another real baseball video, see how it goes. And Jabari Blash getting traded to the Yankees blew up. It like, I think like hit Reddit, it hit all these places because like having such, I think a legitimate and like passionate reaction about essentially a guy who had a little to no impact on the games. Right. Really stuck with people. And eventually Jabari's brother saw it like the day it came out, sent it to Jabari and Jabari hit me up that night and was like, yo dude, watch the video. Like that shit's funny as hell. Like, <laughs> I still have like the conversation, the screenshots, like everything on my phone. Wow. Cause that was like the first time ever in my YouTube thing where like, players who you know made it reached right. out to me and had something nice to say about my content right um, so that was really cool and obviously got to end up interviewing him i become friendly with the guy like you know we shoot you know merry christmas texts to each other and checking on each other every couple months so it's really cool and i'm hoping that i can head out to japan you know in the near future whenever covid gets fixed and right get to watch the guy play out there yeah yeah man that definitely but that um that's just an example of just what the impact that you guys um because um recently in the last couple of years i've also been watching um fuzzy as well yep. what you guys have done is just inspiring literally inspired me to really just say you know what i i, I like to play this game I, I like it a lot you know what let me just jump in let me do that but on the MLB side with the reaction to, you know, transactions and everything that's going on, like you're a big Met fan, I'm a big Met fan. Um, just all that you guys do for baseball literally makes it fun, you know, and, and you know, the, the conversation, you know, with Trevor Bauer and everything, just having, you know, wanting to make baseball fun again. You guys do that. You guys have done that. And I just want to let you know that. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's music to my ears. I love hearing that. Cause like, I, I, I mean, I think I've probably made it obvious and I can tell with you just how much you 
in this brief time love talking about baseball. Like this is something I love. Like I want other people to enjoy it as much as I do because mm-hmm. I've had some of my best memories through baseball. So why would I want not, not want other people to feel those same things? And like, that's, I guess I wouldn't say it's my goal, but I'm happy that I can at least share that with people and get people excited about a sport that is frankly boring to a lot of people. Powered by the Enhanced Refresh technology, Raise Energy delivers with a performance-enhancing energy drink profile that aids in the most often overlooked categories. Raise Energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high-quality formula to bring the customer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help push your workouts and focus in general to the very next level. Perfect for anyone at any time, Raise Energy has become the most popular and best rated energy drink on the market to date. With the phenomenal flavor profile that puts most competitors to shame. And today, I am offering you guys a special, special offer of 15% off your next order right now if you use the promo code DREAM when you check out at repsports.com. So get your Raise Energy drink today and don't forget to step into the game with raise energy drink hopefully that just you know with more people who get inspired like myself just add more to that but what you guys have done is just revolutionary in my eyes but appreciate that i i want to talk about because we're we both share a common passion for the mets right yeah. and I, I gotten to speak to Nelson Figueroa. Uh, he did some work for SNY, played for the Mets, you know, uh, was yep. a journeyman. But uh, I spoke to him, um, spoke to a couple other reporters on the podcast. But uh, I want to get your opinion because 2015 to me, like, uh, like t- 2006 was awesome. Yes, Probably was one sick. of it was it, it was the team that should have won. They didn't win, and it sucks. But yeah. 2015 was magic like if you ever wanted to see magic in baseball that was magic explain to us those emotions from that season and from that year yeah I mean we have the ups and downs of that season literally you know days before the trade deadline we're thinking like where is this team going I think they were just about 500 or maybe even a few games under 500 playing bad baseball and seemed like the season was over in another year of you know lull Mets like they're just just good enough not to make the playoffs. Right. But then, you know, the Wilmer Flores thing happens where he's crying on the field because he thinks he's traded and we almost got Carlos Gomez. Doesn't go through. We end up then trading for Cespedes, comes in, saves the team, that run that we had, beating the Nationals, the David Wright home run, you know, when he scores the run at home plate and you see like that big fist pump. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's just a moment as a Mets fan that makes you so happy. The yep. guys, the unsung heroes, Kirk Neuenheis having big games. You had Kelly Johnson, Juan Uribe coming off the bench. Like, Everybody was playing their part. Even Michael Kadire, I like to say, might have had one of the more influential parts in that season by choosing to retire early and allowing Michael Conforto to just play the outfield. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I feel like people don't remember that a lot. That's true. Kadire or Conforto only got the chance because Kadire got hurt. Otherwise, that was Kadire's spot. And he was horrible that year. He was terrible. It was bad. 
Yeah, so he allowed Conforto to come in. We made the playoffs. We had the run. We had Daniel Murphy setting records. David Wright finally got to get to a World Series. He hit the home run in the World Series. I was lucky enough to go to all the NLCS games and World Series games at City Field, and it was just like an environment I've never got to feel because pretty much the only ever time we were really in the playoffs in my lifetime was like 2000, and I was a little too young at that point. I was four years old. I remember right. stuff, but I wouldn't you know, get the feel of what it was like to be at a game. And then 2006, which I had game or I had tickets for the World Series if we made it, and of course we didn't make it, and I was 10 years old, so that would hurt. <laughs> right, but right. It was it was a really cool experience. Like, yeah, it sucks that we lost, but I, like me and my dad, we we're at the game, and we just like we watched the Royal Sub around the field. We we're like, damn, we still got to see this though. Like, and I don't know if that's mm-hmm. how sad a Mets fan life is that we we're okay with losing, but it was it was a really un, it was unbelievable and. I'm excited for the future. I'm thinking we're going to have a couple more World Series games in our stadium soon. Oh, absolutely. Can't wait to get back to the stadium. Can't wait to get back to the field. But um, I want to jump into one of the things that really has turned your channel, you and your brand, up to like 10, right? You, uh, I don't know if it started last year, but you've done the 12 days of MLB right? Uh, it's like basically 12 days before Christmas, you'll rank everybody from every position and then you do the top 50 at the end. Yeah. How like the, the, the success from that, right? 1.5 million views across the board. Just explain some of that, how that came about. And then the interaction, because I see the, the, you know, the back and forth and so how some of the fans get butthurt and all this yeah. stuff like that, but all that, that, how, how's that for you? Yeah, so the 12 days of MLB rankings came along just because we, you know, I've been around YouTube for a long time, like not even just with this channel, but with channels in the past. And I've just, since I've really been in high school, always been like fascinated by YouTube and the idea of like just random people making videos for people to watch. So by through watching, you know, some of my favorite YouTubers in the past and stuff, I always noticed that they do a lot of big stuff leading up to Christmas. Now, part of it is because the ad rates do skyrocket in Christmas. So you're going to make more money. So people tend to release their biggest videos in December, um, which is another reason why I like doing the 12 days of rankings. It just, (laughs) it's, it's a perfect combination of, I need off season content. December is a really good time to upload videos. And these are videos that do really well and that I like to make in general because, I mean, as you know and have seen through Twitter and everything, I like to have some takes and go at people. And there's going to be some controversy with my rankings as always. So, you know, that's I think that's probably what makes them also do so well is that people send them to their friends or they, you know, get to talk about it and say, what do you think of these rankings? Or And then they rank their guys. Like, that's what I love is getting the conversation going, which is what those videos do. Right. Right, right. So, I mean, and, and those videos um, are they're, they're good. They're great because it just adds uh, content and, and a context to, you know, how we feel about certain players. Uh, it, it just adds a different level. You know, it, it just hits different when it comes from fans like me and you. You know, it's, I guess that's what uh, that's why Jared Carabas is so big because, you know, he's a fan just like me and you. You get exactly. what I mean? So yep. passionate. And, and people relate to that because of that, because, you know, when it's for fans, by fans, it, 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 it just hits different. And, yeah. you know, hopefully MLB kind of just sees that and really just because something has to like baseball is such a beautiful game and something has to give like this is such a great game and we have to make it fun. So um, that's why I just love what you guys do. And it's so great. And it's so amazing. Yeah, now, no, I, appreciate, I appreciate it. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Now, um, like you mentioned, right, uh, world, the better days and better nights are in the horizon for the Mets, right? Yes. And uh, Steve Cohen coming in to save the day. Fans are very, very impatient because, you know, moves are being made. But uh, in my opinion, these moves don't get made uh, just like, oh, okay, yeah, the Padres just decided to wake up one day and say, oh, let's call Tampa and uh, let's get Blake Snell. Like, I, I don't think it happened like that, but no. That's the beautiful thing about Mets Twitter. It's probably one of the biggest, you know, presence on Twitter for Major League Baseball is Mets Twitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can challenge anybody to that any day. <laughs> uh, but um, it's true. Um, just anything that happens that it's Mets, I'm telling you, it, it, it's on there. And yeah. it, it, it pops up every single time. So talk to us about these moves you see the Mike, uh, the McCann move that the Mets made. I know you liked it. You gave your opinion on that. Um, what happens with JT Romuto now that McCann is with the Mets? Yeah. So the tough thing with the McCann move now, especially knowing that Wilson Contreras is on the market, right? Is that his value? I don't. I st- I'm still going to stand by like four years, forty million. I don't care. I think that's fine. I think that's a completely okay contract. It's not a lot of money. Absolutely. But. Now, if JT Ramuto signs for $20 million, that's when you start to go, well, maybe we were a little too quick. That's the one thing that, you know, you can make a uh, complaint about, especially because I think Contreras hurts Real Muto's market now because the team doesn't have to pay $20 million for a year to get him. Big the time. only thing that I could see right now with Real Muto is like a one-year deal. I just don't know how he's going to sign this long-term contract with the current state of his market, with mm-hmm. the current state of baseball. We're seeing one of the biggest teams, one of the biggest markets in baseball are selling off players because they don't want to pay them. That's right. not a good sign for players getting paid right now. And Real Muto has a very limited market to begin with. So, it's tough. I don't know where he goes, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if it's back to the Phillies on a one-year deal. Like it's it's just so up in the air right now. Yeah, I, I see I, I see it happening just just like you. And uh I've ran into a report. Um, I don't know if uh people like you know dog this person for doing this report, but somebody put out a report saying that uh the Mets and JT Ramuto both kind of messed each other up in that sense. Like, so JT wanted a bigger deal. The Mets weren't really trying to cave and they saw that the market was kind of moving on McCann, I guess. I don't know. There was just yeah. noise with, uh, was it the angels? Right. Yeah. And um, it was kind of like, okay, so he's going to move on the angels. What are you going to do? And JT is like, nah, I'm not going to move right now. There's no, there's no reason to move right now. So yeah, they, they both kind of like, okay, well, you don't want to come here right now. We need to move because this guy's going to move. So what's going to happen? And I guess it was just that. I don't know what you call it, but uh, with the news that Wilson Contreras is going to be on the market now, it's like, okay. It it changes everything. It changes everything because like, I think, well, it's gonna. I don't think the Mets would have gotten Wilson Contreras anyway. No. I just think we would have to give up so much to get him, and it wouldn't be worth it at that point. Right. When there is a guy like McCann out there, not as good, obviously, but you know, at the end of the day, it is catcher. It's not the most important position. We still have a guy who's top half of the league, you know. Um, but yeah, Contreras on the market changes a lot for Real Muto. Yeah, it it really does, and one that sucks for him and for us. But at the end of the day, like you said, McCann is a good guy. I like his yeah. passion. He's, I'm happy with him. He um he comes off as a guy like he's not super like you know he's not AJ Pierzynski behind the play or yeah, you know yeah. the kind of character he was, you know. But this guy 
has a sneaky weird like you gotta really read up on him see how he you know talks and he yeah. moves about he's passionate bro he's passionate but, uh, and he has a a thing about him yeah that's one of the things i talked about in my video was like okay people were dogging him for his defensive metrics a couple years ago back in 2019 but right. like there's multiple articles on the athletic that i kept talking about that just talk about how like he is making it a big deal. He's like, I'm going to get better defensively. And even though it was, you know, 40 games in 2020, he did get better defensively in those 40 games. So I think like he's a guy who's like, he doesn't want to get embarrassed out there. He wants to be the best player he can possibly be. And it looks like pitchers like throwing to him. Those are three things I like to hear. Automatic upgrade over Ramos. To me, it's like at the $10 million a year tag, I'm not really upset about it. Maybe the length is the only thing that you could get upset about, but the money is not a big deal. Right. And plus, we got a young guy that we can hopefully develop, you know, in Francisco Alvarez, yes. who turns into something great. So, yeah, it's you know, it balances itself out. And like we all mentioned and like everybody's mentioned, it's it's a position that, you know, it doesn't have to be sexy to win. You get what I mean? You don't have to be the best to win at the catcher position. You just got to do your job. You yep. get what I mean? I mean, LA, they have a good catcher. Will Smith is a really good catcher. You get what That's I mean? Great. Like you ranked them high in your list. And um, the last person that made that out was Austin Barnes. So like yeah. uh, do you, you look at it and it's like, yeah, you don't need to have, like, you know, it's not going to kill us if we it's don't get JT. Yeah, it's all about your team and like what you're going to do. Like, yes, JTR Almuto would have made the Mets better than James McCann, but now by spending that money on McCann, it does allow them to go after Springer and Bauer, where if they got Real Muto, they may only be able to get one of those guys as well. So you got to, you know, do the pros and cons with everything. And we won't know until the games are played. That's what's great about baseball is That's he true. might come out and be amazing. He might come out and stink. You got to see what happens. That's true. That's true. So, um, yeah, but everybody panicking over the Padres, look, it, um, and I, I'm pretty sure you, you've said this as well. D- look, it's the winter. They want to win the winter. That's fine. They still got to play the Dodgers. Yep. Dodgers are the reigning defending champions and not just World Series champions. They've been the king of the West for eight straight years. Like, yeah. you got to win the West first before you really come in there. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge. You get what yeah, I mean? Not, so it's not, it's not going to be easy. Like I, you know, everybody dogged the Dodgers the last couple of years. Cause it's like, Oh, you always get there and you lose it. They want it now. That's stops. right. And I think Mookie Betts obviously was like, you know, that missing piece for them to get them to the next level. I don't see anybody stopping them anytime soon. Look no. at what it's taking for the Padres to get even in the conversation with them. And it's still like, I'd probably pick the Dodgers still. Still. Yeah. Still. Right. Because it's just, that's, that's what happens when you develop guys and you have the money to get the best players. Mm-hmm. You know, it's plain and simple. But I've always said coming into this offseason that there are a few teams because, you know, a lot of people suffered from, you know, losses because of COVID. But there's a few teams out there that I know they're going to make some noise. That's us, the Mets. Definitely. The Padres. I've always believed in the Padres since last year when I saw what they were coming up with. I'm like, the Padres are going to make some noise. Yep. They're making noise. Um, the Dodgers, they could still do something, but they don't need to do. That's the good thing, right? They won a championship. They know they don't need to do much, but they need to do enough to just stay consistent and just stay up top. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's us, the angels have, they have to do something have like they're something. in the hot seat. They have to do something. Um, so it's the angels, it's us and the blue Jays Padres yeah. already went in their bag. They did what they had to do. Now I think it's just the Blue Jays, the Angels, and us. And really, that's what I see. You know, what like what do you see? 
Yeah, I mean, those teams are definitely three of the big names on there. You still have like the White Sox, who I think are probably going to look to maybe get another outfielder, I would think, in right. a spot. I know they got Eaton, but I feel like he's more of an insurance, hoping that they can get somebody better or maybe even another starting pitcher. But yeah, the Central, I mean, we saw they've completely sold out in the National League Central. In the American League Central, there's not a lot of teams that are ready to compete right now, so they're not going to be aggressive. In the East, I think the Red Sox will spend. I think that's going to be a sneaky team that spends. Yes, you not get another Bauer team. or Springers, but they might get you know some of the mid-tier guys that will make their team better, and they don't really need to get the big guys. They still have good players on that team. Yep. Um, and then out West, I mean, like you have the Astros who could be sneaky. It depends what they're feeling, but they're not going to get Springers, so they might bring in like a Jackie Bradley Jr., another right. pitcher. Um, it's, it's tough. There's not a lot of teams spending money right now, and that's what's great for us Mets fans is that – 2019 or 2020 basically didn't happen financially because right. we got the new owner. They didn't take a loss. He just bought the team, if anything. So right. he, he's got all the money in the world to spend right now. And I, right. I, I'm so excited about that. That's great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I am too. And that's, that's the good thing about this. Right. Um, and I like the, the approach that he's taken. I know a lot of people got that PTSD from the world ponds and it's so just like badly. when something hit and it's true. I mean, it was bad. It was that bad. Yeah. You get what I mean? And it's just like, now that it's over, it's just like, you still kind of like, you know, it's like the pool water still cold, but you know, you have to get in because you know, you don't want to look like you a cornball not going into the pool. So it's like, for for Met fans, I just think patience is key, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the only way it's going to work. Um, patience is key. That's how the Dodgers built what uh, the empire they have now, yeah. right? I mean, Magic Johnson and his team bought the team. They didn't really make noise until they made that trade in August for all those dudes on the Red Sox. Yeah. So that's when things really changed. So the owner was right. He And, and the fact that he came out, the minute that Snell trade happened and said, listen, I get it. I know. Right. Kind of just really hitting Brody with the, with the elbow. Like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> this is your fault, bro. Because yeah, thanks, you want to go ahead and be a knucklehead. Right. And like, look, I get it, but there's still, there's still ways for us to improve and get better. Oh, so many ways. So still, many ways. And Stroman, look, People sleeping on him. He's a really yes. good pitcher. He's really good. Dude, me and my roommate were even talking about it today because he's a big Mets fan. And I right. was like, I was on Twitter. And I'm like, oh yeah, Marcus Stroman is on the Mets. I'm like, I completely forgot almost. And it's not because he's not good. It's just because like he didn't play last year. He didn't play last year, and you forgot that he's a part of the team. I mean, I know they resigned him technically, but right, he's gonna be big for us. He's gonna be really good. He is, man. And they, and 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 he. He's going to be really good. And then Noah, listen, that's always been my guy. You got oh, yeah, Noah yeah. Syndergaard has always been my guy. Ever since he threw that pitch at Escobar in the World Series, I was like, oh, I'll run through a wall for this guy. That was it. That <laughs> yeah. was it. I mean, this guy, people forget this guy went toe-to-toe -to -toe with one of the best, if not the best postseason pitcher in the game, Madison Bumgarner in 2016. Yeah, that game toe was... to toe. Yeah. And it, it's like, that was phenomenal. People forget that. Now I get yeah. it. You know, Jacob DeGrom is a two-time Cy Young Award, top three last year. I mean, of course, he is the man, you yeah. know, but we didn't even see that coming. You get what I mean? No. Like, yeah, that was one of... yeah, we always like, I mean, even if you go back to those like World Series years and stuff, he was really good, but he wasn't even close to the picture that he is now. Right. But and, and then you think about it, right, because he ran out of gas in the World Series because in the postseason in 2015, he had to face Kershaw twice. Yep. He faced Grinky in that last game and then he had to face. Well, 
the Chicago series, we swept them. I was yeah, surprised yeah, yeah. that we swept them, but that was it. That was that was a series that just went came by. We forget that that even happened. Like we but still had Dodgers to pitch. Yeah. and the, right, but he still had to pitch, and he had to pitch, you know, against you know a good team. So, but by the World Series, that was it. Like he was gassed, and you saw it uh, in, in Game Two. You saw he was gassed. He was out of it. But this is a guy, right? And I, and I spoke to uh, Matt Cerrone, right? Yep. Um, and, and he he even spoke about it. Like, this is a guy that was supposed to be a reliever, right? He came in because Dylan G got hurt, yeah. and then he was filling his spot against the Yankees, and he was only going to pitch a couple innings and just give us something until Dylan G comes back. Dylan G never came back. No, he so didn't. that kind of like, tells not, you. Not in that spot. <laughs> right. So that tells you everything you need to know about how good Jacob DeGrom is, one of the best in the game right now, and – you just wish the Mets put up better numbers for him. Yeah. Because it's crazy to think that if the Mets score four runs, I forgot who put up that stat, but if the Mets score four runs for Jacob DeGrom in every single start from 2018 till now, his record would be insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he would have in those three years got to be over just, 40 wins, like just some craziness. Exactly. And yeah. all they had to do was score four runs. So it, it just it explains it. But just just a little more on on us the last two season right um we been a team that you know we we fought fighting against the best this is i think the nl east is the best division in baseball right now yeah oh definitely i think right now especially you can say that exactly right um the best division in baseball one of the hardest divisions to to, to compete with and the braves got better right yeah. and there's rumors about you know the whole chris bryant thing but still, we had chances. We had chances to get in to the postseason. This is a team that's close. This is a team so that's close. a few pieces away. Um, so we're definitely there, you know, and I'm pretty sure you can vouch for that. We're definitely there. We're going to get better. January's here. Moves are being made. We're going to get some stuff. But I want to talk about Lindor, right, yeah. because that's, that's the hot name. What do you think is going to happen with him? Is he coming or is he going to Toronto? I don't. I honestly, I don't know where he's going. I don't think it's going to be the Mets. I don't think the Mets are going to end up making that move. I think because of how good the free agent market is next year, they're going to they're going to hold off a little bit because I think they want to see what they got. You got you know Baez, Lindor, Story, Seager, and Correa all on the market next year. Five of the top ten automatically right there in one off season. That's a lot right there. And we do have Jimenez, who is – he showed he can play ball. So, oh, yeah. I think they probably want to see another year out of him, and then they can assess where they want to go from there. So, I don't think he's going to come to the Mets. I also don't know if he's going to go to the Blue Jays. The sneaky team I've always been saying from the start is the Marlins. I think the Marlins should. I think that they wow. – I don't know if they're really interested or not, but if you're ever going to be re, re, rebuilding around a guy, especially in Miami – he went to school in Florida, even though he's from Puerto Rico, but you know, the mm -hmm. Latin flair, everything. It feels like that's a match made in heaven to build around Francisco Lindor, the personality, the skill being, you know, Puerto Rican in Miami, in that mm -hmm. area. I feel like there's no better guy and they have the prospects to do it. So I think they can probably give the best trade. Will it happen? I think it's extremely unlikely that the Marlins end up making that trade, if anything, but mm -hmm. it's tough with Lindor, you know, Yankees, Blue Jays, Mets, angels there's so many teams that could use him mm -hmm. because he is the best shortstop in baseball so unless you've got one of those top 10 guys and even then if you're, you're the blue jays it's you got bichette so he'll be moving bichette to third i guess right you, you want francisco lindor on your team he makes your team better 
I thought I thought that uh, Kim Ha Song Kim was gonna go to the Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, he fit in. I I felt like he fit in very well with that team. Um, yep. they could have put him, you know, at third or at short, either way, right? Um, I don't know what he's gonna do with the Padres. I mean, maybe second base. I don't know. They say yep. they have plans, they have ideas. So, so yeah, I mean, apparently, you know, I think the news on Twitter was that he was gonna play second in Cronenworth. Cronenworth to left, but now I'm hearing that they're saying, no, 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 Cronenworth is a second baseman, and we're right. going to figure out, like you said, what to do with Kim. We'll see what he's like, put him in spots. They want to be like the Dodgers. They want to have that Chris Taylor player who can play every single position right. and play pretty well, and I think that's what they got with Cronenworth slash Kim. Right. So that that will be – and that's a great situation. That's a great such a situation to have. It's such yeah. a great problem to have. Um, another guy, Nolan. Nolan Arenado. Uh, I know we have the pieces to make the move, and that yes. would be a budget dump, just like you, Darvish. What do you think gets it done from our side to bring in Nolan Arenado, which I think is a guy that we should get, or a third baseman, Chris Bryant. But Nolan Arenado is just that. He just seems like that guy for me. So yeah. what do you think we do? What, what gets it done from the Mets to bring in Nolan Arenado? So I think with the Mets, you're going to need to give some major league talent. So I think it's either JD or Nimmo. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those two. Um, and then the other like tier is going to be Rosario or Jimenez, depending on which one they want. Uh, probably going to have to throw in a pitching prospect, maybe a Matt Allen, maybe a Josh Wolf. One of those I'm assuming is going to have to come. And then from the prospect perspective, I mean, you can maybe give him Brett Beatty uh, or Batty. I don't, even, I don't know how to say his last name, whatever mm-hmm. it is, but that feels like a lot. And I don't know if yeah. you have to give up that much. But I right. think those are all the names that you would have to at least give up a combination of. Is it's going to have to be one of your hitting prospects or pitching prospects and then JD plus or JD Nimmo slash, you know, Rosario Jimenez. It's going to be a lot of the guys that they're going to have control over, can build around and have shown a little something so far. Right, right. So that, um, but that for me is the guy, I mean, if they're going to pull off a trade, unless, you know, we swing a trade for Jose Ramirez, which I doubt it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think third base should be a focus because I agree. I want to see what Jimenez has. I like what I saw from him. Scrappy guy really showed me something with the bat as far as, you know, hitting for average, a little bit of pop, but not necessary. Yeah. Um, I like what he what he showed. I like what he showed. And I want to see more because at, at, at the same time, yes, I want to get talent. I want to get superstars and all stars and MVPs, but I want to see what we can do. Yeah. You know how we can develop some guys because we got such great young talent with McNeil, with uh, Alonzo and Smith. And I just feel like those guys are the core guys that Ooh, that yeah. we have to keep and build around. Like I like Nimmo, but Nimmo, uh, I hate to say he's expendable, but know, at the same time, somebody, if somebody has to go and you're getting something for it, I, I say him, and the reason why it works for me is because it's Denver, Colorado. He yep. grew up very close. He yep. went to Rockies games as a kid growing up. It makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Build a build a package around him, throw in some guys. But at the same time, we cannot mess up the farm. Like the farm system was so freaking messed up. And it's yeah. like I like Edwin. I like Edwin Diaz, but we messed up. We just, yeah, no, we just there's, I mean, there's no way around it. it. No. 
it doesn't even matter who the other guys are. We trade Jared Kelnick and he's going to be a generational talent. And exactly. that's, that's going to be the one you go, Oh, Brody, like we're going to be, yeah, I'm going to be 45 years old and I'm going to look back and go, Oh my yeah. God, he was on the Mets. He And, and it just, that, that was a, it should have been a no, no. Once they announced yeah. him, it should have been no. I, and I would and the have, worst thing I feel like too, is that we all knew he was going to be good. Everybody knew he was going to be good. It's not like he's this no name who flew up through exactly. the ranks. Yep. Everyone knew he was the guy. Yep. And it was him. It's look, Justin Dunn. Okay. Whatever he becomes good, but wasn't about him. It wasn't about whoever else got dealt. It was about Kelnick. It, it just, it was about him. It was, yeah. That's not something you give away. Not no. somebody like him, not somebody with the potential he has. You just don't do that. That's going to be and, our um, uh, Tatis Jr. with the White Sox. <laughs> uh, it just to, and there's so many moves like that that just yeah, don't no. make that don't make sense, but it's exactly what that is. That's Tatis with the White like just hearing that. Yeah. Tatis was a part of the White just like Anthony Rizzo was a part of the Red like you just don't you like you don't understand these things, but that's why I say the Padres didn't wake up yesterday and said, uh, yeah, let's just call Tampa and see what's up. No, yeah. it just doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, before before we get out of here, man, I just want to ask about um just predictions, man. Sure. What do you think? Because that's 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 your thing, of right? So <laughs> let's let's get these predictions. What do we think is going to happen? 2021 as far as division winners and world series i know it's too early but this is just you know for the hell of it yeah i'll throw them out there my stuff changes every week based on who gets (laughs) signed who's traded anyway uh okay so nl east will go braves i still think they're the best team i think it's going to take so much for the mets to pass them and right now we don't have that so it's hard for me to say well we're going to get bauer and springer when neither of them are on our team right so i'm going to still give it to the braves uh in the central it's going to be the cardinals i feel like they've clearly going to be the best team just because everybody else stinks now. Right. Uh, and then in the West, I'm going to still give it to the Dodgers and then wild card. I'm assuming we're just going to say the five team, you know, playoff. I'm going to give it to the Mets and I'm going to give it to the Padres. So those will be my five teams in the NL mm-hmm. uh, in the American league. I'm going to go with the Yankees in the AL East in the central. I'm going to go white Sox, And in the West, I'm going to go, wow, the West is so tough. Uh huh. I think, you know, I'm going to go angels. I'm going to go angels in the West. I, okay. I think the Astros are, are done a little bit. And I think, the the A's, I, I, yeah, I think the A's are bad right now. Like right. they still have a lot. Uh, and I, yeah, like you said, the Angels are in the hot seat. They're gonna ha- they have to make moves. They have, have to. to. And you just literally just getting one pitcher for them would be so huge. So if they get one guy, they're a team that's automatically competing for the AL West. And then the wild card, I'll give it to the Rays, and I'm honestly gonna give it to the Red Sox as well. I think the Red Sox are gonna be back in the playoffs. And then World okay. Series, ah, <laughs> Dodgers. Dodgers and you know I'm gonna go White Sox. I'm gonna ride the White Sox train a little bit here. I'll go yes. those two in the World Series. I'll pick the Dodgers to repeat. Why not? Sure, right. I mean they they defending champions. Safe. Let pick. them go in there. Yep, safe pick. Let them go in there defend their title. But just like the Padres, the White Sox, they have that. They're they're coming up. Like you yep. know when a team is coming up and they're about to really make noise. You see that a little bit with the Blue Jays, but you really. Vlad Jr. really threw me a curveball. I yeah. thought he was going to be that guy for them at third, and then things just 
changed. He just became Miguel Sano all of a sudden. Yeah. But I just hope with the weight lost, everything works out for him at first base because he's such be a huge. tremendous talent, man. I think it's going to be huge. He's been like tearing the ball in the Dominican League. So, I mean, he can't play third base anymore. He has to be a first baseman DH now. Uh, but I think he is going to explode offensively this year. So, I mean, like, I mean, I can't even believe I didn't even mention the Blue Jays in the playoffs. That's a team right. that's like really close to making the playoffs and they might. I would, yeah. I would, I would pick them over yeah. Tampa just cause you, you know, they just, they gave up their They're best losing a lot. So yeah. I just, for me, I can't ever count out Tampa now. No, I, I, I rolled them through 2020, even before the COVID thing, I was like, they're going to be a world series right. team. I'm like, I'm going to double down. So I'm like, I got to stick with them because I believe in their process and they just, they figure it out. I just wait. I wish their owner had money yes. and I wish that they did not play in Tampa. Uh, yes, that is all. <laughs> those two things definitely have to change soon because it's it's just not. I mean, look at what the snow thing. Okay, fine. They they yeah. got rid of him. They're probably gonna turn this 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 kid that they traded for. Oh, yeah, uh, they're gonna turn him into. So it just happens. Like with the rate, it just happens. You get what I mean? Yeah. So um for sure. Um, Trevor Bauer. I'm saying he's coming here or he's going to the Angels. It's the yeah. only thing I see. Now that the Padres are out of it because of what, you know, the, the, the moves that they made, yeah. it's the Angels or the Mets. I, I just, that's the way I see that. it. I'm with you on that too. I It's, he's another one. It's like a tough market. And I think the Mets can steal him away because I think the Angels are going to go more long-term because they need him long-term, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And I think the Mets can afford to just throw $35 million at him for a year. And right. just say, let's see what you got. That's and true. I, I think he might take that. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go past the one-year deal for Bauer. I wouldn't go past that. But uh, also, maybe, maybe the maybe the Angels because we're, we're gonna find out soon because next week is the Sagano uh, deadline, yeah. which is the seventh. So we'll find out pretty soon what's gonna because he's gonna go again. He's either yeah. gonna be here or there. Yeah. Um. Unless you know the Yankees come in some way somehow, which I just. You know, Please, can never leave count us alone. Them. Leave us alone. Yeah, like you can <laughs> never count. You can never count those guys out. Just can never happen. But then again, they just like the Angels. They they rarely invest in pitching, except you know Garrett Cole. But you know, and they were in the hot seat with that. Yep, and I think the, the Angels, the Angels are in the same spot. So that's why you're right. The long term, the longer term deal for the Angels, I think, is there, and he probably will take it. But yeah. then again the Mets are going to be enticing because they can offer him more for a year rather than, you know, and then just let him come back next year and do it all over again. You get because what I mean? Me, yeah. If he has another Cy Young year, I mean, the guy is going to become the highest paid pitcher in baseball. So if right. he's really as good as he says, and I mean, I believe he's nasty. I think he's a top 10 pitcher in the game. Mm-hmm. He can make that money again. If he does it for a full season, 162 instead of 60. Exactly. You know, and, um, it, and, 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 there are trades that can be made because I've, we've heard that, you know, that there are pitchers available via trade. Uh, the guys that I'm looking at, if, if I were to choose, pick and choose, is uh, Zach Plezak mm-hmm. and Tyon from the Pirates, right? Because that yeah. oh, is the Musgrove. One of those. Well, I think both are probably going to be available, but Musgrove's the hot name right now. All right. Yeah. So the, the hotter name from the Pirate, one of their guys would be the guy to pick up. If, I mean, we strike out on Sugano and, and, and you know, and Bauer and stuff like that. But I still think we, you know, if Syndergaard comes back healthy, we got Stroman, we got the best pitcher in the game. Yep. 
I mean, if, imagine if you throw in Bauer in that <sighs> role. Oh, my. Like, I mean, that's just – you, I mean, you thought the 2015 Mets had a good pitching staff. <laughs> this is this is going to be a completely different and the dynamic because yeah. when you look at the characters that is Noah Syndergaard, Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman, just those three names alone. Some of the loudest names in baseball. Yeah. And, and and I mean, I want that. Like yeah. uh, like you know, I want that, but I'm willing to wait and see what happens. Yeah, and we just, like you said patience. We just got to exactly. be paid. We've rushed into so many bad moves before as the New York Mets, and people seem to have forgotten that rushing into moves hasn't been good for us. We rushed into Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz because we thought the Phillies were going to get them. We That's rushed true. into we rushed into signing all these players in the past, and it's backfired. Let's be patient. Let's get the right guys in Steve. We trust. We have no reason not to trust this guy. And our names and 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 our names are literally involved in everybody, which everybody. has happened in years. And like, you know, so it's, it's DJ LeMahieu, it's Liam Hendricks, it's Bauer, it's Springer, it's all these guys. We are in it. We're yep. in all these. So that's why, like, listen, you want them, but they can't pull a trigger right now. Like we're right now, we're, we're shopping in the gourmet aisle and trust me, that aisle runs long. You get yeah. what I mean? So it's going to be, it's not an easy trip to go and come back. So, um, again, Mark, thank you so much for your time. And this is, this was fun. This was great. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, again, like I said, man, revolutionary stuff that you guys have done for the MLB community. Um, I can't say thank you enough for what you guys have done and also for you giving me your time. I appreciate it and hope that, uh, you know, we can do it again in the future, man, because this was this was awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. I know you've like always been supporting my stuff. You were telling me, you know, you said 2017 and everything. So I always like giving back to people who have been with me from the start and you have like literally been there from the start. So it's not even like one of those things you jumped on recently and you've been supporting, like you have been there since 2017. Like you said, that's, we're coming on, you know, four years now. So I, I do appreciate right. that. And I always like to help out the guys who helped me get to where I was. Again, man, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate it, man. This was awesome. Again, like I said, the things that Mark was able to accomplish, and I'm pretty sure there's so much more that he has to offer in this game and in the community, but the things that he has done to bring an entertainment aspect to it, though I know he wouldn't tell you himself, I, I, I am not ashamed to say it for him he has inspired many to talk about the game that we all love to talk about sports that we all love and for that I give him so much credit it was so amazing to do this interview uh, such a good guy and I wish him nothing but the best and again guys don't forget to get your 15% off your Raise Energy Drink today if you use the promo code DREAM at repsports.com. So, again, thank you to Giraffe Neck Mark. And again, don't forget to get this work.